welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Herman Sacristan from Keypoint Intelligence. And uh, Herman is the uh, group director uh, of uh, digital printing production services for Keypoint. So welcome to the podcast, Herman. Hey, thank you. Um, thank you for having me here. <laughs> oh, this is great. You know, uh, so just a, just a little bit of background for folks that might listen. Uh, Keypoint Intelligence is uh, devoted to really understanding the print business and the packaging industry and talking to operators uh, in the industry to collect information about experiences and economics, etc. I don't want to spoil your thunder, so I'll let you get specific about it, Herman. But, you know, one of the reasons I think what you... Uh, are seeing and what you have uh, have to say today is, you know, some industry observations about the market based on all the intelligence that you've been able to put together from real operators. Right. I mean, it's not only operators. Um, we, we've been in the market over 60 years. Uh, we do market research and consultancy all over the world. Uh, we have offices in uh, headquarters is in New Jersey in the U.S., but we have offices in, in the U.K. and Japan. So we cover the whole world. I'm very focused on the printing industry, like you said, um, and it's all about market research and consultancy. And when we do market research, we not only talk to operators, we talk to many uh, players in the supply chain from print buyers. That actually is the reason why we are all here, because somebody wants to print something. Uh, going through the print service providers and the vendors, uh, the manufacturers, software people, all of that. We have different practices based on different applications, printing applications, uh, packaging and labels. Like you said, we have production, no more commercial, uh, you know, production, publishing, uh, transactional, workflow, white formats. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think um, um, uh, customer communication. We also talk to the big brands about direct mail and transactional stuff and textile. I, I, I knew that I was forgetting one textile. And, and we have an office side, so we have other things and we diversifying and getting other products too. But yeah, very focused on the, on the printing industry uh, in general, yes. Yeah, it sounds like you're covering it end to end, especially when you talk about textiles, which is uh, one of the exciting things I see. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a big opportunity for digital, obviously. Uh, you know, the, the, the shift from, from analog to digital is, is pretty much everywhere uh, because the shorter runs, uh, you know, on-demand printing and that type of thing, regardless of the application, is, is very powerful. And, of course, everybody knows personalization, customization, all these type of things. Yeah. For sure. So let's um, uh, let, let's take a, sort of a, a high level look at the market. Um, maybe looking back a little bit at 2023, but maybe more importantly is taking a look ahead at 2024 and beyond. So, it, what, if you had to summarize it in a couple of sentences, you know, what would you say there? What do you see the market doing uh, next year? Well, I'm I'm focusing on more on commercial applications. Uh, only because I'm the principal analyst of that practice. And on top of that, I oversee, I'm the director of all the other practices. So my area of expertise are more on the commercial printing side. And uh, what we see is just obviously print is uh, slightly declining. Uh, Nobody's going to deny that. But at the same time, digital printing is growing. Our forecast shows that it's growing. 
um, we've seen a, a, a shift uh, of print volume consolidation from, from a small, a smaller production printers all the way to larger production, uh, faster uh, printers uh, with lower running cost uh, that in, in other words, they have a chance to shift more volumes from offset to digital because the crossover points work a little bit better on these higher production. So we've seen that uh, the internet has accelerated that uh, trend. Obviously more people now are comfortable buying print online and then they don't go so often or not as often to one of these, some of these print franchises or copy centers, even though some of them are still very successful. And then when you go online, then you, you see the big online printers, the Vista prints, the U printing, the, you know, all of these uh, four overs for the trade, that, that type of printers. And then yes, print volumes are shifting from smaller uh, establishments to bigger establishments and therefore to bigger, uh, you know, printing equipment uh, that way. So uh, we see in that, we see also a trend a little bit on the outsourcing. Uh, imagine the uncertainty that you might have if you are a smaller printer and you have a capital investment and you don't know you need some volumes every month to pay for that type of equipment. A lot of uncertainty and now there are some uh, big printers for the trade that they sell very aggressively, a uh, very, very good uh, pricing. And then I hear it that some, some printers, they say sometimes I outsource, it's even cheaper for me to outsource than producing myself, it's lower risk. So a little bit of outsourcing uh, trends there, but in general, most of the printers, they want to own their own equipment and, and that way, you know, provide value with what they have. So uh, we see in all that, that the printing uh, print service provider uh, level, uh, then their customers, the print buyers, we see that obviously the share is more uh, digital, uh, digital uh, marketing, electronic marketing. Uh, the budgets are more, uh, on that side, uh, probably 75% of the budgets are on e-marketing versus print, probably 25%. Um, but they still uh, want print. They still think that in some of our surveys that print is flat, not really declining. Um, so print is still, is still bringing a lot of value to those marketeers and communicators. Uh, to you know, to promote their brands, their products, and that type of thing. So yeah. So when you when you put aside some of the the large uh, franchise organizations with smaller print shops, and you talk about the typical you know local print shop that does a lot of different things, maybe some signs, maybe some letterhead, maybe some you know other business forms, etc. Are you, you're seeing fewer and fewer of those? Meanwhile, right. people are getting more comfortable with the some of the online providers and the bigger print houses. Right. I mean, there are, there are some franchises that are very strong, like Minimum Press and Sarah Speedy, all these guys that they've been there for a long time. Also, Staples and FedEx, they're very, very strong. Uh, we see those ones like Staples and FedEx that they also have uh, large production centers uh, where cent they centralize the production. And that makes a lot of sense, maybe economy of scale. They have bigger, larger equipment more volumes, lower costs, that type of thing. Nothing new. I think that we've seen these many years ago in the photo industry when you used to go to Target and there were all these mini labs and you were with your film and come back in an hour and 
whatever. And now you go to this place and they have a, a small uh, desktop printer for some walk-up customers, but for the for for the most part, they outsource it or centralize it somewhere else to reduce costs. We've seen that trend also on the commercial printing side. Um, but but they're very strong brands. Um, yes, we we perceive um, less traffic going through some of those, but they also have online presence like a staple and FedEx, and they're trying to help the customers online too. Uh, on the other side, we hear all the print franchises that these uh, smaller franchises, they focus in on printing products that they have, uh, if you wish, larger profits like wide formats, uh, no, more specialty printing products, not so much commoditized. Uh, when it comes down to business cards or whatever, not that they don't do this, but, you know, that's for the most part, probably tighter margin. And and then even we heard that some of them are outsourcing this type of uh, commodity print, but they focus more on, on a specialty, uh, wide format, and it is where the value is. That's, that's what we've seen in the market, yeah. And, you know, Again, maybe focusing on some of the uh, the smaller shops. Are you are you still seeing consolidation in the market? At the uh, maybe at the I know there's certainly going on, but uh, are you seeing it at the same rate that you saw over the last two years? In terms of number of establishments, to be honest, uh, we were expecting that it will be reduced, but what we see is that those numbers are are holding up. <laughs> some of these print franchises actually they they claim in growth. Uh, revenue growth, uh, also by acquiring new new print service providers under that uh, franchisee with, um, you know, they help them with the marketing and other things. Uh, so, no, less less than we would have thought, you know, uh, at that level. Yeah, there still seems to be a ton of private equity interest in printing and packaging companies. Is that, you know, is that, are you seeing that interest that, that, that we see and is it is it consistent with some of the other market indicators that you that you're finding? Yeah, that we don't research that that much, uh, but yes, high level we see a little bit of that also on the photo side of printing too. Uh, so uh, yes, it's not one of uh, our strengths in terms of what we research the most, uh, but but yes, um, we try to keep an eye on the source as much as we can, right? Uh, the reasons why we are all here, the, the marketeers, the print buyers, to see where they purchasing uh, trends, uh, if they think that print is growing or declining, what type of applications. And yeah, it's very interesting to see that even though it's still at 25% uh, print, there's some applications that they feel that they're growing or they expect it to grow like direct mail, Depending on the on the industries, uh, retail things that brochures will grow, catalogs will grow, and then every survey is different, right? Then you do another survey, maybe with the bigger brands, and then you see that they expect that print will decline more. But we just did a recent one not not long ago. Uh, the average uh, employee size was around 150 employees with one million. Uh, budget to marketing and, and those actually that type of companies actually they were they were saying that even though print they think that will be flat not declining but actually some applications like direct mail and catalogs to actually be growing so that's that's great news uh, for print and definitely great news for digital printing because when we ask them about the most common run lengths of those uh, you know catalogs and and 
and uh, direct mail and things like that brochures, they are all in within the crossover point between offset and digital. So that's what we see more of a shift going to digital. That that trend keeps going as obviously short runs. Uh, runs are getting shorter. Um, offset uh, plates uh, cost uh, raised and, and paper uh, also cost went up and the paper waste is not good for the offset and that type of thing and hard to find labor operators for offset which is a high skill you know type of uh, job and digital a little bit easier so we've seen an acceleration on the digital printing side versus offset too even though offset still has the majority of uh, print volumes in the marketplace, the bigger PSPs corporations, they print more offset than digital, longer runs. And and some of these online printers, they do a lot of uh, ganging on a shorter runs on offset presses, that doesn't help digital. But but digital doing doing well in general too. So we see that too. Do you see the, uh, the transformation uh, sharper in certain segments like packaging versus commercial print? Uh, no, it's, it's a trend. Obviously, uh, commercial print has been the influence of digital printing on commercial print has been, is been uh, you know, over two decades, you know, it's a, you know, other applications, they, they're a little bit behind that. But yeah, the trend is strong. It makes a lot of sense as, you know, print on demand and, you know, shorter runs and more targeted communication, regardless what you, you do in more testing and that type of thing. Uh, so yeah, we see it even on the textile too, a big opportunity there. I mean, imagine that if you are a, a brand, um, you know, a designer that you, you gotta, you gotta decide, design your, your clothing, uh, right now. And then it, it might take a few months until, and you have to stock up all that. And if it doesn't sell, it doesn't work. You know, digital printing, obviously you print on demand, you test the, the design, if it works well, if it doesn't, it's just more flexibility in general, uh, regardless if it's textile, if it's commercial, if it's, if it's uh, labels and packaging, yeah, very, uh, very good value, very good value. And, and still, if you think that this is a digital world, and in some of these applications like commercial, Offset probably is still maybe 80, 85% of the print volumes. Depending on who you're talking to, there will be different numbers, but very high level. Uh, and that's that's probably because the inks of Offset, they are so inexpensive. Much The price is so much lower than, than the digital even inkjet. And that is keeping, is keeping the volumes strong in Offset, even though they need plates and they need this, this and that. And... But for a very long, long run, the gasoline on that press, uh, the ink is gonna is gonna be much lower, and and that's why I believe personally that the offset is still very, very strong because of that. Where in other industries they are 100% digital, uh, the analog is it doesn't really exist anymore. So, right. do you find uh, new entrants to the market? still thinking about a, an offset investment or are they going completely digital as they enter? I think that depending on the company, but I was interviewing a couple of print service providers that they were telling me actually when this offset press dies, that's it. I'm going to invest more on digital printing. I don't want to fight with the big offset houses and uh, um, full size uh, B1 size uh, presses that is all about price. 
I'd rather to focus on the shorter runs, on the specialty printing. These digital printing presses do a very good job. The productivity is, I mean, some of these presses, they're very fast too. The uptime is great and all of that. So yeah, we've seen a lot of that, not really not really maybe investing in offset or whatever, but some PSPs um, and a strategy to to uh, slowly moving into into digital 100%. Now, that doesn't mean that even those digital printing guys, that they are 100% right. digital printing uh, establishment, they might do offset jobs, but they will outsource it. So uh, offset is still strong, but yeah, you see more and more uh, some print service providers focusing on digital and trying to add more value and, and increase their profits, yeah. Right. You know, and um, whether you talk about digital or offset, uh, when we focus on the direct mail segment, there, you know, uh, direct mail uh, saw, I think, a real resurgence during COVID, you know, where people are at home more often, et cetera. Um, now that we come out of COVID, how do you, what do you think the uh, the future for direct mail looks like or what are the numbers suggesting? Well, the direct mail in general seem to be declining uh, now because of the shorter runs and personalization, digital seems to be growing. Personally, if you ask me, um, if I was a marketeer, you cannot find a channel that has less competition than email, uh, direct mail. If you think about it, the mailbox for a marketeer has very little competition. Consumers, they receive three, four, five pieces of correspondence every day. You go and try to hit somebody via email or with banners or whatever. You just hear hundreds of thousands. So for me, uh, direct mail, it's always going to be strong because for the marketeers, uh, there's no competition, to be honest with you. Now, are they going to buy from you? Maybe no, but at least you, you have the opportunity to capture the people attention. Because if you don't ca capture consumers' attention, you've got no chance. So at least that first objective uh, and, and that keeps marketeers awake at night, you know, is, is covered much better in that channel of uh, the mailbox and direct mail. And then it's touch and feel, and, and then there's a lot of tricks to obviously, um, you know, making something a very good uh, piece of uh, mail that uh, elevates the perception of, of value for the brand, uh, for everything else. And then QR codes and things like that, they will send people to buy online or to watch a video, whatever. So to me, the power of that email is is very, very strong and and I don't think that it will never, definitely will never die, in my opinion. Uh, it's just the values are very strong. And like you said, more marketeers are being even more aware, even though we've been telling them this for like two decades, but now that they need to be more effective, they they actually understand it. And, and if they create a good campaign, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not the printing piece, the direct mail, or the mailbox, it's just the marketing strategy. If their marketing strategy is not good, then it's not gonna work. But don't blame me on the mail, don't blame me on the on the, on the the print, don't blame me on anything like that. It's the strategy that didn't work, so that type of thing. Well, the numbers are strong. You know, the the uh, the ROI in direct mail on a, on a piece by piece basis is uh, many times, at least from the numbers I've seen, many times higher than anything electronic. But to the, you know, what you also, to your point is you, you got to have an omni-channel strategy in order to really be successful. So you can't do right. just one. You got to do them all. Right. And that's the problem. We, in that recent uh, survey that we did with marketeers in the U.S., also in Western Europe, uh, it was a 25-25. They told us that 
yes, the majority did omni-channel, uh, but only 25% of the omni-channel campaigns include print. So uh, there is a big opportunity for print to grow in within those omni-channel campaigns and, and push the value of print there. And also, um, obviously, personalization that is very powerful. Unfortunately, they were only 25% of the printing campaigns they were being personalized. So, you know, again, uh, it's just a lot of opportunity to keep growing because it hasn't been fully utilized. Uh, the value of print as a complement to other channels and then customization, which is the most holistic an organic way of communicating uh, well before print, well before TV, radio, whatever. Thousands of years ago, we were personalizing and promoting one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, in a, in a face-to-face, -face, in a customized way. So it's just uh, a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, and um, just the, I don't know, just the staying power of of the the printed work, you know, so long as it, you know, so long as it's sharp and it's, it's interesting, unique, um, you know, I hope it continues to be uh, to grow because, to your point, if you're gonna if you're gonna stand out, uh, you can't do any better than direct mail for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing: you can capture the attention of somebody, but then if you don't tell them something relevant or helpful, then that's it; it's all wasted. So, it's, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't it doesn't stop with just uh, a nice printing piece. You got to go all the way to being relevant and then make it easier for people to buy. And, you know, there's different strategies to go through that process and printers, they need to understand how their products and services link into that marketing objectives in within a campaign and just offer based on that. And then, and then things work a little better. For sure. And Herman, uh, in, in terms of, you know, the uh, 2024 and beyond, what do you see are some of the headwinds that, uh, you that would face uh, or that printers would face as well as equipment manufacturers. And I wonder whether they're the same or whether they might differ, but. I mean, we see obviously inkjet keep growing because the simplicity, the uptime and all of that. At the same time, electrophotography um, is still very strong, especially on the B2 size. I mean, HP Indigo is still doing very well on that, on that B2 size, um, better than inkjet B2. Uh, also, it seemed to be a reason where uh, some of the inkjet B2s, some of the customers said, well, I wish this machine will do duplexing and it doesn't do it. I wish this machine will do that and it doesn't do it or whatever, or, or the perception or whatever. So even though inkjet very strong, supposed to grow, but uh, very strong, but then it's having a little bit of a, of a bump, not uh, growing, but not as fast, especially on the on the large production Obviously, raw fed, absolutely yes, absolutely yes. But on the cut sheet, you know, uh, electrophotography and mainly HP is just is just working hard there to 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 stop inkjet uh, growing as fast, that kind of thing. But eventually, what we see is that inkjet obviously will dominate because it has to, and it dominates in many areas already. Uh, before was the hold back of the quality. The quality is, is there, is is fantastic quality from some of these vendors. Uh, productivity is amazing, and again, uptimes, which is part of the productivity and lower cost too. Depending on the area coverage, uh, the cost is also could be lower too. So that's what we see in Inchet, a lot of print volume consolidation, like I say, I said to larger production. Um, the like in uh, many commoditized markets, and I'm not saying that print is a commodity, it's not a commodity to me, but it's perceived as a commodity by some. So, 
But in, in those type of industries, you see also consolidation at the print service provider level. The bigger guys get bigger, mm. <laughs> especially the online guys, they get bigger and you see that they're growing and, you know, the smaller guys, uh, they struggle. But another good thing these days is sustainability and localization is very important. So some of these bigger guys may might be interested to purchase the smaller guys and print locally. And if we get hit with another problem with with the supply chains and all of that, they print and produce right there and serve right there in that market. So, you know, there's a couple of things that we keep an eye on. Uh, we don't know 100% what's going to happen, but definitely inject, uh, definitely a print volume consolidation online uh, being very, very strong. Um, and um, basically, um, yeah, personalization hopefully will get better and better. It's already growing, you know. Um, and print, print in general uh, declining uh, because of offset, but but digital printing growing. So that's how we see it. Gotcha. And and to sum it up, Herman, um, for you know certainly for 24 and and uh, maybe even past 2024, are you? Would you describe the uh, the climate among the print industry as as optimistic or cautious or you know something else i would use the the word op, 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 opportunistic uh, more than optimistic i mean i've, I've seen print service providers that have grown 100 <laughs> percent even others that through covid they've grown i mean it's up to you really at the end of the day it's up to you yes printing in general declines but there's a lot of print service providers that they're growing they providing a good service. They talk in a strategy with their customers. They link in their service and products, like I say, to their marketing uh, objectives and everything else, and and growing. But yes, in in not everybody is gonna be growing, obviously, because it's a market that overall, uh, because of the offset, is is uh, overall perhaps declining. But but you know, tons of opportunities and tons of opportunities to to keep pushing uh, personalization to grow. And, and omni channels, the print part of the omni channel to grow, and, and the power of the mailbox and the books, uh, print on demand, and no stock up, and no warehousing, and things like that. It's just honestly, there's so much opportunity that I only see opportunity now. You know, it's opportunity for everybody, every single one. I don't know, but there's plenty of opportunity for anybody that that want. You know, that is kind of like strategic enough to grab it. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it, but up. Calling it opportunistic. Uh, I'll give you one more question, Herman. So, if if I'm a commercial printer and I've you know I'm doing a little bit of of everything or a little bit of a few things, if I had to, assuming that I could get a, a sales force to sell what I'm making, where would you think I should put my money? Uh, digital digital printing, obviously, that's that's uh, where the investment is. But which market segments do you think are going to grow the most? Well, the uh... The typical ones, right? The retail, you know, uh, hospitality, you know, uh, telecommunication, all these ones, finance, insurance. I, I, I think that for the most part, all of these, anybody that needs to convince somebody to buy something, is gonna need is gonna need print, right? So for me, the trick is to invest in the right technology. Uh, also automation, uh, very important, but also invest in the people. I think that the people, 
the people are the ones that is going to make the difference. Uh, obviously, people buy from people, but I've seen many times that the ones that are very successful, the ones that grow the most, the ones that they charge the most for their print, sometimes very large profits, depending on the on the campaign and the products, uh, it, it comes from the people. It's just the people, the people that strategically enough goes and 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 sells the value to that to that customer. And again, it links the service to to that customer's objectives, uh, marketing objectives. That we've been talking about this for many many years, but still, print service providers, many of them struggle to link uh, the manufacturing finished piece of print. Uh, to that to that marketing campaign, you know that type of thing. Uh, so that's that's what I see. Just invest on the people, <laughs> invest yeah. on the talent and the technology. Invest on the people, especially the sales, the consulting people. Uh, those ones have seen that they make a difference. All great advice, Herman, and uh, a lot of great <laughs> advice in a pretty short amount of time. I have to say, so this was fantastic. So yeah, I love how we ended up, which was. Uh, opportunistic well, kind of almost rhymes but uh, kind of almost rhymes with op- optimistic but i guess we'll say there's uh, optimism but uh, you're going to have to work for it a little bit right absolutely and, and that's great the sun is shining here in north carolina and you know it's it's a lot of opportunity out there i see all over the place all over the place well i like the optimistic tone from you for sure so that's fantastic I think well thanks for joining us today this is uh, this is a good listen for Folks that are looking to do some planning and thinking for 2024, for sure, uh, whether you're on the PSP side or whether you might be a customer thinking about how to market products and services. So thanks for sharing the insight. Um, Thank Herman, you. Where can where can uh, potential uh, clients of yours find Keypoint Intelligence? Uh, well, Keypoint Intelligence are online. If you just obviously Google Keypoint Intelligence, uh, one word, you will get to the website and then all you know, you can reach out to us uh, via the, the website. Terrific. Well, Herman, thank you so much uh, for joining us today on the Think Factory podcast. Um, Herman Sacristan from Keypoint Intelligence, uh, again providing some really terrific insights that are, uh, you know, based on based on a lot of data and a lot of uh, conversations. So, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> and providing everybody with a little bit of guidance. Thank you, Chris. And this is Chris Santamassimo again from the Think Factory podcast. We'll see you next time.